0: Well, I'm really pleased to be joined by Sven Swinnen, coach of Dominant Strucker. Sven, thank you so much for joining us on ATP podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. No worries.
0: Now, you have quite a, quite a history. I know you have played tennis your whole life, went to University of Oregon Athletics, played tennis there, but I first want to talk, um, growing up, of course, you being a Swiss player Um, the Swiss players over the decades have been amazing. And you've worked with Federer, is that correct?
1: Well, actually, we- grew up with him? Yeah, I grew up with him. Uh, We have the same age. And uh, funny enough, uh, when we were both 14, uh, we got selected to the Swiss Tennis Federation. And then uh, at the same time, we went to Lausanne where the Swiss Tennis Federation was. And then there we practiced together for two years and went to, to the same class, actually just five ten minutes from Lausanne away there had some tennis courts over there and that was where the Swiss Federation was located to to practice yeah
0: but and you played for a little bit but then decided to go to college in the United States
1: Uh, exactly yeah I finished uh, my school kind of in Switzerland and then uh, I wanted to keep playing tennis and and see where it gets me and then was the good opportunity in the U.S. and then uh, Oregon came up, and uh, I went there, and uh, I loved it over there.
0: What were your favorite memories, would you say, about oh, I mean, it's, the college experience uh, yeah, and tennis as well? Exactly,
1: yeah. It's just the whole experience with college and everything, and then be able to play uh, almost tennis every weekend against other schools uh, was just a great, uh, great experience for me.
0: Was that something that you always aspired to do, was to go to college in the States, or...?
1: No, in the beginning, obviously everybody has kind of the dream to become pro and, and make it on the tour. But then, uh, after a while, you kind of realize, okay, I'm I'm not improving as much uh, as I wanted to, maybe. And then, I mean, the the college way with the U.S. It's always a great uh, way also to to do. To, to evolve as a person and then also uh, keep improving your game and, and that's why I choose to, to go to college.
0: And this, this is something that's um, unique, right, For because a lot of European players choose to go over to the States to try and have that experience and get that education. Is that something that you feel like is an important development process for some players or how do you come to that decision?
1: i think everybody everybody's a little different you know and for for certain players it's maybe the the right decision to go to college and 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 do this whole uh, college experience for other players you know it makes more sense to to turn pro right away and and put everything on on tennis and uh, some other people's maybe they, they they prefer to stay in europe and and go to school in europe so i mean y- you can't say uh, which way is the best one, I would say. You have to look at yourself and then um, make, make up your choice.
0: Because I, I get the, this question a lot from parents about if my kid should go pro or go to college. Are there certain, I know it's individual, but are there certain factors that you would look at as a coach as far as making that decision or helping them make that decision?
1: Yeah, it's, it's always a tough decision, but I think uh, a good way if you realize that you're not really a top, top junior then maybe consider also the, the way to go to college, to college and then become there better and everything, you know, because if you're not a good juniors, I think it's really tough to turn a pro right away, you know, then, then it makes better makes better sense to to go to college and maybe you make a big step in college and then you get another shots to to turn pro
0: and then after you finished college was it always a goal for you did you always want to be a coach was that something that you always had a passion for
1: no in the beginning not actually uh, I, I finished uh, college and then i was playing well in college and then i decided all right uh, let's maybe uh, try to go pro for for another uh, uh, year or two and see where it gets me that I did and then after a while you realize okay uh, it's not gonna happen uh, all the way and then you then you start looking around and then you you, you feel like okay uh, I still love this tennis game and then uh, I decided to to go uh, into coaching.
0: And how, how long ago was that?
1: Uh, I've been at the Swiss Federation now already uh, 15 years, so it's wow. been a long journey already okay. as a coach and experienced a lot.
0: So you've worked with a lot of Swiss players.
1: Exactly, yeah. I started as assistant coach at the Swiss Federation for three years and then I became national coach. And since then, uh, I saw, saw a lot of Swiss players. Yeah. yeah. So
0: who who ex- who specifically... Has been under your wing, I would say, the last 15 years. Like who? I mean, I, you know, I know you work with all of them, but yeah. um, some of the players. Well,
1: so, some of the, the players uh, who made it a little further are maybe Henry Luxon, and I was with him also for uh, quite some time, uh, going through the future challenger tour and everything with him. And now, obviously, since uh, two years, uh, main focus on Dominic. And he's evolving well, so, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And some, some of Dominic's idols, I know he's mentioned, of course. Federer and Wawrinka, guys practiced with them in Dubai a couple times in the offseason. Also was a hitting partner at the NITO Finals um, in London a couple years ago. What, those experience that he has are so valuable. What do you feel like he's gained from those moments?
1: I mean, yeah, the, both uh, events you mentioned, you know, all those practices with Stan and also the, the trips to Dubai with Roger were very helpful for him. You know, it's, it's amazing uh, to get uh, tips from such great players, uh, obviously, and then uh, the whole motivation, you know, to be able to practice with them. And it's just a great atmosphere to have. And then the same also, I was also there with him uh, when he was the hitting partner uh, in London at the uh, finals w- was also a great experience to be able to, to practice with those guys. And the, it motivates you, you know, to, hey, I, wa- I want to reach those goals too. And I think uh, it pushed him to, to keep working on himself.
0: I think, I think, you know, besides the motivation, was there anything that, that stood out to him or surprised you or Dominic as far as being at the Nido finals or being in Dubai with Roger?
1: Yeah, I think uh, one big part was for sure also the intensity the guys have on on, on the practice even. you know, I remember uh, uh, how we started uh, some practices. Dominic thought maybe it's going to be an easy hit because they have the finals coming up, and then he realized quickly how intense they, they play even uh, one, two days before the, the tournament. So that was for sure an eye-opener for him and uh, made him a better player also.
0: Have you seen it carry over? Continue to carry over into his practices.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's 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 one part he, he needs to get better, but uh, all those experience helped him, and, and it improved already a lot. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you kind of have to improve every day, keep yeah. working on yourself. That's the tough part uh, in tennis. You know, it's the year is fifty two weeks long. Yeah. You you almost have every week where you have to perform. It's no really a off season. You don't really have. So that's the tough part. And. Uh, he's learning and uh, improving.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's talking about the calendar that you brought, that you brought it up. It's such a difficult because tennis doesn't really have an off season. You almost have to make your own off season. How how difficult is that for you as a coach, as far as scheduling, knowing when to pull your pa- player back, knowing when to push them when they might mm-hmm. not be feel like it, but you know you they can.
1: Yeah, it's 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 one of the toughest uh, parts in tennis, I think, to to be able to. To, to find this mix, you know, to, to recover also well. It's tough on the body. You have to choose your days off wisely uh, and when you have to push again and all, all those kinds of stuff.
0: Going back to, you know, a couple of off-seasons in Dubai with Federer, you know him well. Um, what does he do so mentally strong that has just allowed him to be at the top for so long, would you mm-hmm. say?
1: Yeah, one thing that impresses me always a lot with Roger is this on and off switch, I call it a little bit, you know, when he, when he has a break, uh, he, he can talk about anything, uh, he asks you questions, he's really off, but then uh, if he stands up again, you know, uh, he's right away back into it, uh, into the practice, you know, into his strokes and he's really uh, working hard. And then, if there is a break again, he can he can switch off, relax well, and then it starts again. The point, I think, that's one big quality uh, he had: this uh, this focus. You know, he can you can really switch on the focus just like that. Because it's
0: about being in that present moment, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. all the time. So
1: uh, I think that's uh, that's what he did really good. Well, there are plenty of other things, but that's one uh, yeah. one point that sticked out uh, for me.
0: I think watching him practice. Another thing I, I notice as well is how freely he's able to experiment on the court as far as with particular shots. He's focused and intense, but also willing to have a little fun. Do you feel like that's been a contributing factor for, you know, all the tools that he's able to develop in his game?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, already as a junior, I mean, remember, he he always played freely. Uh, He was swinging that racket uh, like crazy sometimes, and the ball was flying uh, anywhere. But but for him, it it was the right uh, way, you know. He he wanted to feel the ball, swing that racket, and (laughs) and that's what he just did. And then uh, he found, then in the matches, he always found uh, the right solutions. Yeah.
0: Did you know him when he maybe wasn't as calm as he is now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we went there uh, when we were 14. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the tough times also he yeah. had, you know, when he was homesick and wanted to go back yeah. to to Basel, didn't want to stay in Lausanne anymore. But, but he... Uh, he kept uh, kept there, you know. He pushed through the hard times, yeah. and uh, then he kept on improving and did the whole career.
0: Yeah, you seem to have yeah. a very calm yeah. demeanor about about, <laughs> about you as well. Um, what have you learned, I guess, from all your experiences that you've had to be able to help? Dominic on the court I mean I was watching him practice today he seems pretty calm is, was that inaccurate or
1: yeah he, he is well sometimes obviously like, like most of the players yeah. they can get a little bit uh, Tennis intense can make you crazy. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so but uh, overall he, he's uh, he's yeah he's a, he's a calm guy you know uh, he serves for his height he can he can serve pretty well uh, Dominic that's uh, that's one poor one of his strengths obviously also he, he varies the game also and uh, very good and he can come to the net play some slices can be very aggressive so yeah a lot of stuff uh, he's doing well but they everything can still uh, get better also yeah
0: we mentioned him obviously taking advice from stan and roger what about rafa because he is left-handed dominic is mm-hmm. there anything that i know i think he says he loves watching rafa play is there anything that he's learned from watching his game over the years
1: yeah, with Rafa, obviously, the the main point that comes up is also the intensity he puts in. It was also great to see Rafa practice uh, at the, once again at the NITO finals in London when he was the hitting partner there. We saw him practice and saw the matches. Sometimes you forget also how good a hand he has, at Rafa. You know, everybody talks always about... Uh, his intensity, his, his fighting spirit, but uh, what he can do with the ball is <laughs> is really also uh, amazing. And that's maybe uh, for Dominic also good to see who also has a good hand. But he sees also, hey, also if you have a good hand and you're talented, you need to really work hard uh, to, to make it. Yeah. So that would be something uh, from Rafa. The other thing is uh, we like to watch also some other lefties, you know, where you can pick one or two things, uh, I mentioned him once, uh, Lodra mm-hmm. uh, who, who's great at the net there he can pick maybe something up from the net position in the wallies or Marcelo Rios who was a great lefty, you know all those guys. Uh, there you, you you watch them and maybe try to pick one or two things you know you can learn from them.
0: Yeah you, you mentioned he does have an all-around game um, loves coming to the net and being aggressive. He does have a doubles title that he got in Gestad. How much for you? Do you feel like the doubles? What would, would help his singles even more? Or is that something he's going to continue to play doubles as well?
1: Once in a while, he, he keeps on playing the doubles. Uh, to yeah, I mean the return, the serves, the volley game. It, it's a great experience to to practice it on in the doubles. So uh, he's gonna keep playing it sometimes, but uh, but not all the time to to keep the focus on, on the singles. Yeah,
0: and anything. Um, fun that you guys like to do off the court together? Because, like you mentioned, sometimes it's good to switch off, right? And and get a- away from tennis a little bit. Is there anything that you feel like is important for both you and him to be able to get away from it sometimes?
1: No, sometimes uh, we like to play. Well, I'm not so good at it yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, no. the Swiss card game, uh, it's called JAS. It's very, very famous uh, in Switzerland. So, uh, that we play uh, sometimes also with uh, Mark andrea Huesler, who had a great year, and with his coach, they're learning me to play a little bit. I'm getting into it, and, and okay. I hope I, I will get better there.
0: Okay. And any, any other passions?
1: Uh, oh, no. Other than that, it's just normal, you know. We, we spend a lot of time together, you know. Uh, sometimes when we're uh, on the road, we sometimes go, go uh, watch a movie or something or go have a nice dinner uh yeah, that, that's how it is as a tennis player and as a tennis coach. I also have the experience already now over 15 years, yeah. so getting used to it also a little. Do you
0: miss being home? Or For sure, yeah. Sometimes
1: yeah. We, you want to spend some more time with the family, but uh, I'm glad uh, that they understand my job also. And, uh, uh, we go Do they come there. at all sometimes? Sometimes, you yeah. know, if, if they have a holiday, they, they come, and, uh, nice. come and watch uh, at a tournament if it's possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Sven. Thanks for the time.
1: Thanks a lot.